0: down the stretch <clears throat> I think I might have died had a bit of a heart attack that was exhausting LeBron was brilliant the Lakers got the win they beat a a in a, a surprising and up-and-coming Houston Rockets team at home final score of 105 104. let's uh <laughs> let's try to analyze it in ways beyond guttural noises what i mean by that right is like you know i was on all access lakers for uh the home stretch of that game and you know for basically i don't know 10 15 minutes the extent of the analysis from all of us and i i honestly think this is about the extent of the analysis that anybody could give was whoa, whoa, don't you don't you don't you. <laughs> like oh thank god um and the Lakers wind up uh, winning in, and, uh, in in thrilling fashion. LeBron was incredible. Uh, he winds up having this like crazy duel with Dylan Brooks, who was also incredible. Uh, Anthony Davis stepped up, played significantly better than he has the last couple of days. Made a couple moves where he started to look like himself, so that was nice to see as well. Austin Reeves played. Uh, had a bit of a bounce back game and, and you know, Cam Reddish was also somebody who we got to talk about, but then also like we are nearing the point here, especially as, um, as I'm hearing that Jared Vanderbilt might be coming back potentially as soon as sometime this week. Uh, If we are nearing his return, They're going to have to make a bit of a decision here when it comes to their wing play and the minutes that get allotted to their wings. So we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I got to start, though, with LeBron James. LeBron finishes this one in 40 minutes. Thank God the Lakers won because you cannot lose games where he plays 40 minutes. In 40 minutes, he goes uh, 14 of 19 from the field, two of five from three-point range seven of nine from the free throw line, one of which being the uh, game winning free throw, Uh, six boards, eight assists, three steals, only two turnovers, and uh, finishes the night with 37 points. And the Lakers needed, obviously, every single one of those points to wind up winning this one. And, you know, to me, what, what really stands out in watching LeBron here is the supreme amount of confidence that he has in his jumper. He is like hunting jumpers. He's like hunting opportunities to get into the mid mid range, elevate and shoot these jumpers, um, with rhythm. And that is very different where in the last couple of years, when teams would go under screens, um, or if he was attacking, it was basically like either get to the rim or hope to get fouled or shoot a three. And there was just like not a ton in between in terms of plays that start with him facing the basket on the perimeter. Um, yeah, there would be some post touches where he would take, you know, his followaway jumpers and stuff that also continue to look good. But this season, there is such a difference in terms of his approach offensively where he is, you know, looking, especially if he's dribbling to his right, this is something new. It's crazy that we're talking about somebody 39 years old, 21st season in, in the NBA, and we're talking about this guy potentially adding a a move or a a shot type to his game. But no, when he's driving to his right and he gets to that free throw line area, he is elevating, he is shooting it in rhythm, and it is such a weapon. Um, If he's able to consistently do that, that is such a weapon. You become unguardable because, um, you know, defenses now have to play and and be ready to elevate, which makes you uh, less able to, you know, run alongside him and anticipate uh, getting beating him to the spot. Right. Um, If you're if if with every step, the defense has to be cognizant of this guy could just pull up and elevate and I have to be able to contest that in some way that affects the shot, that really changes the way that the defender has to play that play that possession. And, and you know, it, it, we might just be at a point at his career where even if he shows this ability um, with that shot, that teams and players still just kind of say like, look, I, I can't think about that too. But if that is the case, and that means that shot is always going to be there, and if he's good at it, then that's a really good look that he's always going to be able to take. So that to me really stands out here is he goes 14 of 19 in this one. And it is, uh, you know, all, all kinds of shots that he is uh, hitting here. And, and, and that is kind of crazy when you, when you really kind of think about it and um, you know, also defensively. Now it, it wound up that Shangun winds up, um, hitting the, the 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 hook shot over him anyway um shangun is is really effing good period i think but also he is really good at being physical and not extending his off arm so that he opens himself up to that call um on the shot that tied the the, the game down there at the very end shangun has lebron on that on that left uh block turns to go into the the into the paint and shoot that hook shot that running hook that he likes and lebron had it lined up he was ready he did elevate off of the the one foot he he's a one foot jumper he elevated off of that that left foot to get up there but it was just enough contact at the top there from shangun to just kind of hold lebron down just enough and 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 squeeze the ball basically uh, or squeak the ball just over LeBron's outstretched arms. So, you know, credit to Shingun there. But the point that I bring that up is, you know, 80 fouls out. We'll talk about 80 here in a second. But 80 um, fouls out, and we're on All Access Lakers watching this live, and and we're all asking, like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I said, you have to put LeBron on Shingun here. You just have to. Um, and And it's insane that on a night where he scores 37 points, and he's 39 years old, and he shoots 14 of 19 from the field, and he grabs six boards, dishes out eight assists. Uh, he does all of that stuff. That also at that stage of his life and of his career, LeBron is also tasked with guarding Shangun on the penultimate play of the game to you know hopefully ice it. Um, it didn't wind up working out that that he got to stop or whatever. But to me, it's just it is. Utterly insane. I keep using the word insane and various uh, iterations of it. It is fucking wild that at 39 years old, he is asked to do all of that stuff and is able to. That's why, like, you know, you talk about like which losses would hurt the most. Wasting that kind of a game from LeBron would be just absolutely brutal at home. And yeah, the the, the Rockets are the surprising team. They might vie for a playoff spot throughout the year. They look to be that good and that well put together, um, that far ahead of schedule, frankly, and 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 yet, like you know, that is a game that you kind of have to win, and especially given the effort that LeBron did. And you know, fortunately, we are here talking. I am here analyzing a win. So incredible game from LeBron from start to finish. Um, and at some point, the Lakers are going to have to find a way to win with him doing less. But it's good to know that if he has to reach back and fire that, you know, 102 mile an hour fastball in order to win a game like this, that LeBron can. It's just, you know, we we want him to throw fewer of those. Next on the docket here is Anthony Davis. He plays 33 minutes, 11 of 15 from the field, five of seven from the free throw line, grabs 10 boards, three assists, two steals, one block, um, and fouled out there, obviously, at the very end of the game. 27 points is what he finishes with. And, you know, this is, A, it's a step in the right direction, both in terms of production for Anthony Davis and in terms of, like, the way that he looks in that game. I thought he looked quite, uh, quite, like significantly better than he has looked to this point, and and you know, I, like Carlo's comment here. <laughs> let's fucking go. That can re- that can be I- I- in relation to anything here, um. But shout to Carlo for for being a subscriber here, a VIP member, um. But you know, for for AD to to you know, this is where it, it's tough. I he played objectively a good game but down the stretch of that game, whether it was because of foul trouble or whatever, the Lakers like went completely away from him, even though throughout the game, he was succeeding, especially on, on the block and in post touches. Right. Um, you know, again, you shoot 11 of 15 from the field. You have a lot going for you. You hope to be able to carry that out throughout the fourth quarter in a close game. And, you know, for whatever reason, um, wasn't able to do that. So, and, and then, you know, also because of the, the, the five fouls that he had, a, he had to be pulled for a random minute that really hurt the Lakers and B, you know, had to, wasn't able to contest when Shangun made a move going towards the basket and then, you know, picks up a, an offensive foul, which, you know, those offensive fouls are, 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 are tough either way. I could see them calling it. I could see, you know, why they called it or whatever. I also feel I'm biased here. But it looked like Shangun was still moving on the play for my money. But even there, like, that's kind of where AD kind of has to know that he has five fouls. And I would like for him to go up and shoot that floater that he has that nobody on the floor could have contested and avoid that situation. But regardless, um, to me, the bigger story, whether, you know, no matter what numbers he put up, and he did put up good ones, um, AD looked a lot more explosive here in this one than he had looked in the prior two games. and. You know the thing about spasms <clears throat> is, um, you know, and and this is the case with all injuries, but especially spasms because they kind of come out of nowhere. But when you when you deal with any kind of a spasm, it becomes really hard to trust your body fully um, because you were doing something that you just normally do, and all of a sudden your body seizes up. And and I I found myself wondering over the last couple games when AD didn't look like he was moving his best. If it was, you know, to what extent the combination of it being a physical malady and a potential mental thing going on where he didn't necessarily trust his body, what was going on there? And in this one, it looked like he really trusted his body to a further extent and his body was able to execute. So hopefully that kind of stuff is a little bit more behind us now and we can all just kind of start moving forward here and eighty especially can can really start moving forward and and get back to the type of basketball he was playing before he started dealing with this um you know it, it, it's just in in this case him looking like that and him being able to execute with, with the way that he was able to execute he was doing a lot of stuff in the post which in, involves a lot of turning <clears throat> a lot of physicality in small in 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 small spaces it was a good game for Anthony Davis and uh, you know, the, the more that he starts to trust his body and the more that his body allows him to trust it, you know, hopefully we, we get more games like this. My only kind of, for lack of a better term it com- being complaint, my only complaint here would be like, you know, let's not go completely away from him in the fourth period when he so clearly has it going in the way that he did in this game. Uh, the next guy that I got to talk about here, uh, Austin Reeves obviously makes that huge three pointer, um, in that one and, uh, you know, misses a free throw late though. Um, but, but I, I really think the key to his game here, and it was mentioned on the, um, on our, on our broadcast over at All Access Lakers, um, by the way, make an account. Make an account over at, at, at playback.tv slash Lakers. Make an account. Subscribe. Come watch it with us. I, I looked up at one point tonight. We had a good crowd for, for it being a Sunday night. Um, Come watch those games with us. We have a really good time. We were laughing all at, at all kinds of stuff. It's insane that on a night that LeBron goes off the way that he did at 39 years old doing everything that he did, you had some guy, like, unfortunately, a knock on wood. I hope he winds up being okay, but... This is like where you see the, the different species that NBA players are and, and, and like we are where he apparently like really hurt himself just shooting a, a half court shot while LeBron is sitting there dunking in traffic, just absolutely bananas. But we, we, we poked a little bit of fun at that on, on, on the broadcast there. But um, you know, it was, it was made Rome made it on that, on the broadcast. And we keep on making that point either here or there um, or on Twitter, wherever I really think that the Lakers need to continue to simplify the game for Reeves so that he doesn't feel the need to like, all right, do I facilitate here? Do I do this here? Do I like allow him to develop those instincts over the course of a season? But for right now, especially while the Lakers kind of sort of need to stack wins to keep up in this Western Conference, for right now, simplify it and just tell him, dude, just go attack. And the facilitating can come off of that. And I thought again in this one he goes. Uh, in in this one he goes five of seven from the field, two of three from three point range. Got to the free throw line here for six uh, attempts, made five of those. Um, Seventeen points, six boards, six assists, only two turnovers. Was a plus nine on the night. And and I think I I think this is going to be a trend that continues here for the foreseeable future in those games where he allows his, uh, his, his attacking to open up the rest of the game for him. That's when he's going to look his best. And, and that was again, uh, again, the case tonight, look for more of that here. Hopefully as the coaching staff figures out a way to, you know, obviously get him to focus on the things that make him the better player now, but also allow him to grow into the kind of player that the Lakers you know, paid the kind of money that they did. Uh, I, I just think the best way to do that right now and the best way to get the most out of him in terms of production while he grows like that is to really keep reminding him, attack, 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 attack. Everything else will fall into place um, after that stuff. But what you have to do first, second, and maybe even third priority is just to continue to apply pressure by way of you looking for your scoring. Kind of uh, interestingly, the opposite of that here is Cam Reddish, where throughout the season, his defense has actually kind of laid the foundation for him to you know, produce offensively under less pressure, right? The more that he does defensively, the more that his offense is now just house money that you're playing with. And, and I really think he's really kind of bought into that um, mentality and that approach. Cam Reddish plays 39 minutes, three of nine from the field, one of five from the floor, um, and three of nine, one of five, I don't care. He was a plus 13, which led all the Lakers um, in this one, only finished with seven points, three boards, uh, three assists, but three steals, and, and, and the deflections, the steals, The constant ball pressure while he's out there, that is the stuff that you know it it, it's this is a wild stat. Like you don't see this very often, where in the same starting lineup and playing basically versions of the same position, Cam Reddish is finished Cam Cam Reddish finishes a game. Sorry, I bit my tongue tonight and it and it's like killing me. But Cam finishes a game plus 13. And Torian Prince finishes the game a minus six. And plus minus is kind of whatever. I understand why people just kind of like roll their eyes when I mention that stuff. I I, I think in the right context or in the in, improper context that um, there's a lot of empty noise with plus minus. But in this case, when it backs up, what you're kind of watching on the court, it it's worth noting it, right? And wondering what's going into it. And to me, what goes into it is, Cam Reddish is doing everything elsewhere on the court. And and in those minutes where his shot actually goes in, he becomes like, you know, a legitimately impact, hugely impactful um, role player. Whereas like Torian Prince, if he isn't knocking down shots, if he isn't doing anything offensively, he isn't a good enough defense, you know, defensive player. To make up for that, and and you have games like tonight where, you know, he was just bad. It was it was a bad game for Torian Prince. He finishes the game, one of eleven from the field, oh of four from three point range, oh one from the free throw line, um, only four. You know, grab four boards, two assists, no steals, no blocks, two fouls, and and you know, uh, I I really do kind of wonder. As we And it's tough to make this kind of decision while a player is slumping. But if Jared Vanderbilt is on his way back potentially, and I think he is, from what I'm hearing he is, uh, if he's on his way back and Cam continues to play the way that he is, and I don't think you're going to bench Rui, then where are those wing minutes going to come from? And it's really interesting. You look at the minutes allotments here. Uh, at the wing, Torian Prince, 24 minutes. Cam Reddish, 30, 39 minutes. Rui Hachimura, 32 minutes. Like, that is, and then you have LeBron playing 40 minutes, right? He occasionally plays wing spots as well. That, right, that's like maximizing all of your wing minutes there. Something he's going to have to give when Vanderbilt comes back. And if we're just talking about this being a a um a meritocracy here, Redishes are in this Rui, I think is, is just a better player than Prince. And if Prince isn't doing anything for you, offensively, Rui is at least capable of doing something for you offensively and also doing something defensively. So where does that leave Prince? And, uh, I, and honestly, like this is shooting is kind of funny. Golf is like this too, where sometimes, uh, with, with shooting, especially when you're shooting from deep, all it takes is like one little thing to go wrong and your shot just doesn't go in. Right. And, um, and I I think when you watch uh, a, a golfer who isn't like a pro, right? Like I, I used to deal with this all the time when I was playing golf, I was a decent golfer. I was never scratched, but I, I, I think at my best, I was like a, like a five handicap. And, um, in, in, when i was playing it would actually serve me a little bit to take a step back from the game stop overthinking everything let my body kind of reset and get back to its natural swing a little bit and then come back after you know a week or two right um and and i think watching prince shoot i do kind of wonder if we're reaching that point where he would be best served to take a step back refocus on the absolute bare fundamentals of what makes him, because he is a good shooter. So like get back to the things that make him a good shooter and just focus on, you know, those points of, of, of the absolute, you know, simplest aspects of shooting that he focuses on when he's resetting himself and allow Vanderbilt to take some of those minutes. I, I think eventually that's how this is going to play out. And I think it could potentially be productive for a guy who is clearly just swimming in, 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 in quicksand right now. As you guys can hear, I am still kind of dealing with this voice bug that, that has been ailing me a little bit. So I'm not going to go for, for too, too much longer. Um, what I, what I will say as it pertains to this game, if we zoom out, um, I think Houston is legit and, you know, they were one of those teams heading into the season where you're like, all right, that's a game that <clears throat> you kind of mark down as a win. And I don't think you're going to be able to do that this season, which makes this Western Conference all the more insane. Now, it helps that I think Memphis has kind of taken Houston's place in that regard. So you it's not like you just added another really effing good team to a conference that was already stacked. I think Memphis takes that major step back this year. It winds up in the lottery, but you know, between Houston looking the way that they did and with Dallas looking the way that they have to to start the season, obviously you still have the juggernauts at the top with, uh, with, with the, the nuggets. And I think the, the wolves, I think are going to be up there. The warriors appear to have really reached breaking points with key parts of their, uh, core, so maybe they take enough of a step back that they wind up being one of those teams you can maybe get your wins off of. But um, I, I do think, you know, in, in watching Houston play, not just tonight, but throughout the season that, yeah, they they are a team that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And it is this really cool combination of young guys kind of figuring it out. Shangun is a monster, uh, and I, I think he's going to be, you know, kind of the cornerstone of their franchise but then you bring in the, the 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 vets in Fred Van Vliet and even Dylan Brooks seems to have really accepted his role as three and D wing who doesn't need to do as much creating as he was doing in Memphis or felt like he needed to do in Memphis. And, um, and they've really kind of figured some stuff out there and uh, that makes this win. And I know that, you know, for those who woke up tomorrow, having focused on football all day, they're going to wake up and they're going to say like, Oh, what you barely beat the barely beat the Rockets what and and you know everybody who has paid any attention here to Houston is going to say no no the Rockets are really effing good and and especially on a night where Dylan Brooks makes five three-pointers it is it is um you know 80 fouls out Brooks makes five three-pointers the Lakers as a team make six of them they shoot 20 uh 20 Basically 21% from three point range on a lot of open ones. And the Lakers were still able to, to to pick up a win here and not waste LeBron's effort. So there are aspects of this that are frustrating. And eventually the Lakers are gonna have to start making those open threes. Um, but eventually that that progression right to the mean is going to happen. Positive regression, if you want to like properly use the terms or whatever. But when that progression happens, the Lakers are going to look really good, and I I don't want to ditch some of the process that is leading to some of these open looks. I, I I think at the end of the day, it is the offense's job to create open looks, and and the kinds of guys who are shooting, Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, whoever, like they aren't guys that you know they shoot and you say you're open for a reason. They are good shooters, shooting good looks. Eventually, they're going to start sinking. And, and at that point, the Lakers will look damn near unbeatable. But the fact that the Lakers are able to win tonight against, again, a team that I think is legit in, in the Houston Rockets while they struggle to, to, with, with shooting the way that they did, um, that winds up being, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those wins that nobody pays attention to like a week or two from now. But at the end of the season, and and when, you know, you really start charting out the rest of your schedule to make sure that you can stay at pace or get ahead of various teams paces at the end of the year. Like this is going to be one of those games that I am going to look back on and say, Ooh, it's a good thing they won that one. It's a it, that was a that was a win that they kind of squeaked out under um, suboptimal situations and circumstances. And, and thank God. Thank God they took care of business. All right, I'm going to save what is left of my voice here and and go ahead and sign off and get us ready for the rest of the week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to the Lakers for winning so that I could talk about this game and not just sit here and just broil in the stupidity that was my Minnesota Vikings playing, just becoming more conservative than I'm not going to make the joke. But uh, fortunately, the Lakers get this win we get to move on collectively and 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 get ready for their next one and and look like this is just going to be the situation here where the lakers go from this surprising houston team to a surprisingly bad utah team um that hasn't changed that much from last year and and uh yeah you just got to keep on stacking wins while you can and they were able to here So until tomorrow and until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's and I will talk to you.